Hey, welcome to Ivy Knows Best, man. It's your boy, Mr. Eric Ivy. You know what? Before we get started and let y'all know who my get, who our forever guest is right now, I'm going to take time to give homage to the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. Obviously, still Black History Month, so we're not going to forget about those legends who put on for us. So this is one of those situations, me here in my lavish robe. Now, on to, uh, obviously, our guest, the supervillain himself. What's going on, Kush? What's going on? Shit, man. Hey, everything on your end. Shit, lovely. Everything's lovely, man. Everything's wonderful. You know, we out here in the lavish robes, you know, living living the uh, the medium life. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop, huh? <laughs> not at all. You know what I'm saying? The high life is for them, you know, them big time people. I ain't big time yet. We ain't big time yet. No, not at all. We out here just doing what we do. You know, hey, medium time right now. Sipping on over there. What's in that cup? Um, you know, a little bit of lemon ginger tea. Lemon ginger tea, yeah. A little lemon ginger, you know. We got it. We we might we may or may not have put a little something special on there, you know, for the <laughs> for the libation. <laughs> All right, you know what I mean. So anyway, dog, what's going on? What you been up to, bro? What's, what's been cracking with you? Oh uh, man, you know me. You know, grinding. That's about it. Hey. Kids grinding, kids grinding, female here and there. Kids grinding. You know, the life. The life, <laughs> right? The life, right? <laughs> doing the things necessary to stay where we are. Now, so check this out, right? I ain't gonna say stay where we are. Let me let me rephrase that to elevate, but you know whatever. You know what I mean. But anyway, so check me out, right? So obviously, conversations kick off all the time, and that's what kind of drives what we talk about here, right? So um, on Thursday, was it Thursday? I think it was Thursday, or at this point, by two Thursdays ago, I was on live. Okay. And I was explaining something to uh, Christy and a significant other of mine. All right. And I was telling, I said, look, uh, and there's no, 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 this, no, this, this is no disrespect to my, uh, to my biological father. But I said, my mother doesn't trip on what I do because she knows what things come from her and what things come from my biological father. Right. And we started talking about how things are passed down to us that we kind of don't know anything about, right? It's just like, there's things that you just naturally do. You could never have been around a parent your entire life and you would exhibit behaviors that you know nothing about, but the other parent can tell you if it's theirs or not. Yeah. Right, because they're like, mm, I do that with my children all the time. There's some things I'd be like, nah, that ain't me, that's your mama, right? So, you know, they didn't believe me. They didn't believe me. They said that, you know, because uh, I said, hey, you know, me having a wandering eye of sorts uh, <laughs> in the past and, and being quite being a womanizer uh, kind of came from that. And I wasn't raised with my biological father. He'll tell you he's been on the show before. You know what I'm saying? So I uh, wasn't raised with him. The father, my father that raised me, taught me something completely different. But that's something that my mother understands. So my mother don't trip whenever I exhibit those behaviors. Right. Yeah. They were like, no, cheating is a choice. I said, okay, no one's denying that cheating is a choice. Mm -hmm. that, that is a choice. But uh, the lustfulness that comes along with that brand of cheating or that title, that cheating is, a is the results of that lustfulness that you've been carrying on forever. After a while, after you back a pipe up long enough, that motherfucker going to bust. That's just going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the pipe I'm talking about busting at this point, is the physical pipe, you know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> like that motherfucker gonna bust, right? Like after a while, if you see something you like, man, there's certain things that come that come, 
you know, by nature, you know, certain things that come that come at you by nature, man. And a lot of people don't understand that. So they look at you like you're crazy when you say or make statements like, okay, yeah, I got this as a generational, uh, something that came down to generations. So they disagreed. Now, Kush happened to be along for the ride during this time. And I would like to hear Kush's point on this now. Kush, what do you believe <laughs> regarding, uh, regarding that statement that I made? I think that it's some truth to it. Uh, I think that that they don't think about like the thought process and how humans actually work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where do thoughts come from? Nobody fucking knows, right? They just pop up in your head, right? Mm. Like, where do they come from? The human subconscious you, of some sort. Yeah, of you, you can't figure it out, but it pops up in your head, so. You could be minding your business and this female walk by and all these thoughts. One, I may think, damn, she looked nice and that may be the end of it. The other person might be thinking in his head, damn, she looked nice. I want to fuck the shit out of her. I wonder if I could I could get her to to my bed. I want you, you get what I'm saying? Like everybody's is it's different. And if it if it didn't come down to like being passed down, like the type of behavior, because behavior is passed down. Like, mm-hmm. it's like you said like like with my dad i do a lot of shit that he does or did you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a whole different subject but yeah so it's like uh it's like they just don't think about how the thought process actually works right mm-hmm. i don't know like you're addicted to what you're addicted to by yeah, yeah. by by nature by nature i would say right. like you can't you can't make a pervert like you can't you can't make what you're either you either gonna a uh have came across some type of behavior in life probably as a child that would turn you into that or b it's just in you you know it's funny and it's crazy because you made it you made a very valid point uh prior because i agree with that i agree you know even with the standpoint of you can't make because it's true you cannot make a motherfucker be a pervert like for example all right you can make uh, you can condition a person to be certain ways right but perversion is one of them situations where you really have a choice on how you kind of conduct yourself because society tells you that type of perversion isn't used on the outside and if you just choose to be like nigga i don't give a fuck i'm gonna go out here and i'm gonna peep on these bitches i'm gonna look up you know i'm gonna do all this kind of weird shit that's the choice right and yeah. like you're down at that point, you're choosing because society's telling you that society doesn't necessarily frown upon the ideals of cheating, right? That we were talking about. Uh-huh. Society don't look at cheating and be like, damn, you cheating? Ugh, that's really a personal thing. Depends on the person, right? There's a whole lot of people who are out here in poly relationships. There's a whole lot of people out here who are uh who are in open relationships where they allow their significant other to do the things that they do, right? So they don't really that's how they kind of navigate around cheating right yeah right you know you you navigate (laughs) cheating by way of going hey what we're not going to do is we're not going to not let the other person know we're you know what i mean so what i was explaining to them was look man i don't um and i'm not even saying i condone cheating just to let y'all know anybody listen i don't necessarily condone cheating but what i'm gonna tell you is this i understand even with a significant other i understand the struggle that exists within me to not look at somebody else right simple me knowing myself right so the argument kind of persisted and kush made this point kush says kind of like when you hungry right 
because because I was saying, hey, it all starts in your mind, really. It really mm-hmm. all starts up here. And the conversations we got to start having with people regarding, especially when we're dating them, we got to start having the conversation of who are you, who are your parents, right? Let's start asking mm-hmm. this book. Like, if your mama was a hoe, I need to know your mama was a hoe. <laughs> I need to know that. Likely, you go be a hoe at some phase or point in your life. Right, and if your mama had you at 17 when she was just trying to figure shit out, and then now, now your mama's in her 50s and she slightly got her shit figured out, but let's say between the ages of 17 and, and 35, your mama wasn't, you was exposed completely to your mama's hoish ways. So you might, you may or may not, you know, exhibit those type of behaviors. So I need to know what I'm dealing with, right? So when you said, hey, look, it's kind of like when you're hungry, right? You know, you, you think, damn, I'm hungry. Yeah. It first starts as a thought. And they disagreed with the point that <laughs> it starts with a thought. <laughs> okay. Look, and normally I have some bullshit for y'all during the show, but I don't necessarily have bullshit for y'all. Cause that was the bullshit <laughs> right there. Like that legitimately was the bullshit for the show. So I'm like, bro, we clearly, when you really like sit back and like focus on like what's going on with you, everything does start in your head. Everything yeah. starts in your head. Like, I'm hungry. Shit, what should I eat? Let me open this refrigerator. Like, the only way for you to, like, have a craving for something is for it to start in your mind. Right? So you can change your mind. You can change these behaviors, right? Now, here's the thing. I said this. With a generational curse, you can change your mind all you want. That motherfucker gonna be at your doorstep. You have to choose. You have to choose. And I said this because I'm a Christian. You know, like, I like to take them to church. I I might even start a segment on this show called Take them to church. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, let's go right here. Take hey, them to church. I want to welcome y'all to the new segment. Take them to church. So here, let's check this out, right? And the Bible speaks of uh, generational curses, right, for people. I believe it's Exodus 34, 7, right, where God's talking the most about this. And what I've always explained to people is this. Let's go ahead and take a look at Adam. All right, Adam and Eve had a situation that kicked off a curse that passed down to everybody. Mm. 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 it went to everybody all right they kicked (laughs) off something that went down to everybody perfect example i'll even use another one the bible says that 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 the serpent was the most what cunning uh cunning of animals ever created right the most cunning because the devil because he allowed the devil to use him right that serpent lost his legs and was forced to crawl on his belly for the rest of his life According mm. to the word of God. So what ends up happening after this? What? Every snake after that is born without legs. I'm glad. Um that's that's that is the best thing that God has done, man. Cause I man, I can only I hate snakes. I can imagine snakes with legs, bro. Yeah. Like <laughs> but back to the point. Can you imagine an anaconda running around with legs, nigga? Oh my <laughs> lord, boy. You are in trouble, but no. Uh, in, in all reality, when you kind of like, I'm glad I'm using the Bible when we use the Bible to like kind of like make that point to kind of point out what I was saying about the generational curse that happened eons ago. Well, beyond what we can probably perceive if you are, you know, specifically subscribing to the Bible, which is why the segment is called taking the church. All right. Mm-hmm. Is because what happens is when you look at the Bible and you look at real life, what I was saying to them was 100 percent facts. It wasn't a lie. I didn't make none of that up. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it can't be made of it starts in your mind like it all starts upstairs you cannot do anything right that doesn't start in your mind and you can be generationally cursed with things well beyond your time frame there's, there's things that could have fell upon your family in 1725 yeah. and it just kind of goes down <laughs> your lineage and you wake up and but it's, it's crazy right it's crazy right you you won't people people won't take that in right but then they'll back door and say, oh, well, the reason why we like this is because how the white folks condition our minds during slavery. Mm. You can take that as a as 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 the answer, but when you explain something else the same way, it seems illogical. Because you know what, you know it's crazy. And, and by the way, before I'm gonna go ahead now, the segment is over, obviously. But um the thing is with what you're saying is people will take what is so closely related to them and make sense of it because it's so closely related to them. Right. So like, for example, <clears throat> I told my girlfriend, I said, Hey baby, if you know, you want my attention, just tell me you want my attention. And then she said, well, I got to tell you that you should be able to pay attention. I was like, okay, cool. So how about this? Right. And check me out. What if I just start acting up whenever I want attention? <laughs> I'm bitch made, ain't I? Like something wrong with me. I'm not a grown man. I'm all these other things, right? If I just start doing that, right? You start acting up because you want attention. It makes sense to you because it's you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So people would choose to pick like, oh my God, I was having this conversation the other day. Now I know y'all know how I feel about, about Zodiacs, right, Kush? What did I say about mm-hmm. Zodiacs? That shit. <laughs> it's some bullshit, right? It's, yeah, it's some bullshit. It ain't real. At all. So had a homegirl she was like you know what i believe in zodiac so that's fine that's your choice and then she goes but no seriously like it's real i said okay all women are the same no we not i said whoa wait a minute but what if y'all both born in born a scorpio according to what you believe they all the same ain't it (laughs) she got mad which which sign for a woman is actually supposed to be the good one? Man, bro, I don't even know. <laughs> Depends on what you want to deal with. Like, I, like, need to, like, I, I need to start looking that way. I know, know what signs don't work. I think any any anything born between January and December <laughs> are fairly a fair assumptions. Look that that. I need some different. Where are the rare females that was born February 29th? I mean, you 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 got you got a you got a 50-50 shot between <laughs> January and December to find good and bad. I'm just saying, I don't know. That's just what I'm saying. I need a February 29th because I. Uh, oh, I, I mean, just shit. <laughs> a, girl, a girl whose birthday is only like once every four years. Is that what you're yeah. looking for? This shit here ain't working. Hey, any leap year women out there? Shout out to y'all because Kush is looking for you. January 20. I mean, January. I'm sorry, February 29th. He's looking for you. You know, but it, it really kind of made me think, right, after having this conversation, like how we're built in the mind to truly like argue things that we don't agree with. But then when they're used in a way to like make it make sense, mm-hmm. we go, huh? Like Muhammad Ali said this, and I'm glad I'm wearing this shirt. He was on he was on this uh on this talk show and he said, Imagine if I think I forgot what the number of snakes was, but he he made it, he made it to where he's like, Imagine if it's a hundred snakes in a room. And you tell me 10 of these snakes is good. Am I supposed to go through and pet the other 90 snakes to find out, find the 10 that I'm poisonous? 
Or should I just shut the door to the room and just accept it? This is a room with poisonous snakes in it. <laughs> I would go with B. Right? It makes sense to me. Sound like something I would do. Just like it sounds just like Viet Cong ain't never called me the N-word. That all makes sense to me too. Now, like, all that makes sense to me. Right. And then this this is in the spirit of Black History Month to people. Cause I feel like now segueing into this, I feel like Black History Month is now on the back burner. It's really a back burner item. Everything happens in February. Like all like a lot of major things happen in February that kind of take your attention off of of that, right? Obviously, the Super Bowl happens. Obviously, uh uh Valentine's Day happens, you know, when it's election time, all that type of stuff goes on, right? In your communities and things like that. And I think that we take so much personal views off of Black History Month. We don't teach what should be taught, right? And I, and, and I also feel like we should add this into Black History Month. We should add in the fact that racism itself, right, should be like completely outlawed. We should, I mean, I, I don't mean like racism as in, oh, I perceive it to be racism. I'm talking about like nigga, like racism. <laughs> like that right there. That's some racist shit, right? Clay, like that. Clay, Clayton Biggs be racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, like <laughs> my thing with racism, like racism is hard to prove, right? It's super hard to prove. Like you can't just wake up tomorrow and be like, yep, that's racist. You can't do that. It just, I, I, I tell, I like, it's impossible for me to be racist. This is what I tell people all the time. Cause I hate all y'all. All seven billion point whatever, whatever of y'all, except for, except for my kids. Hey, I, I I know at least two people he doesn't hate. <laughs> two of y'all on God's green earth that he don't hate, but the rest of y'all subject to this hate that he has. This is just what it is. You know, like I, I don't feel the same way as because you I don't hate y'all, but well, you hate everybody, you're not racist, you're an asshole. Assholes are tolerable. I mean, or you're like <laughs> a sociopath of sorts. I mean, no, nah, I don't hate y'all. I just or maybe have a strong, maybe. strong dislike. If I maybe. if I could, if I could go to an island by six months out the year and have everything I need there, I would. But here's the question of why you ask yourself why you hate them so much. Not people? hate people so much, but you hate people like that. Yeah. Humans? Yeah. Humans are disgusting, bro. Like <laughs> we look at animals as disgusting, right? Oh, they have to do that, bro. We're disgusting. We destroy habitats. We destroy each other. We destroy the environment. We like, how do you think Earth would be without humans? Like you would still have you would still have the circle of life within the animals. Like that's that's what it is, right? That's how they get but, down. Yeah, but would it be wars and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Would the environment be destroyed? No, the lions gonna go out and hunt when the lions hungry. The, we not like that. Like we just go do shit just because and we feed off of like violence and hateful. Bro, you ever got into an argument with a girl? Right. And you 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 think to yourself, well, I fucked up. Let me call and reach out and apologize. Right. Mm -hmm. She won't respond. Right. Mm -hmm. Most of the time. Say something negative. No, she don't. She don't. She on par. She on with that. See what I'm saying? And that's the way we operate. Yeah, it's true. I, 
I, you know, I never thought about that. Nigga, you be in the argument with your girlfriend. You, everything you saying, you be like, babe, this, babe, that, honey, this, honey, that. Go ahead and call her a bitch right quick. Bro, call, humans are. Call her a hoe right quick. She gonna answer yeah. all that. Humans are disgusting. Yeah. All of us. It's a lot of us who not, but you know, it goes back to the the the, the ten snakes in the room thing. <laughs> yeah, you not, I'm just gonna trust that you bad, right? But I also I also think the human nature is so backwards because the human nature we don't believe that everybody's bad, right? So for example, I personally made a point when uh, on the last show when I said, hey. You know, I've I don't discriminate against the women that I that, that I care. I care about all women. I support all women. If I'm willing to go to a strip club and support a woman who takes her clothes off, I'm willing to go watch a movie produced by a woman or read a book uh, written by a woman, whatever the case may be, to show my support. Right. Mm -hmm. Just because they're women. Right. Just so. The, so we have that. I that understand. Same thing with humans. I have a belief. Right. That. All right. I know we all want to believe that everyone's good. You're good until you prove that you're bad. But I think it's the opposite or it should be the opposite because everyone, mm -hmm. if you look at everyone skeptically, yes, you're going to be a little bit like, okay, cool. Maybe you might be a little paranoid, quote unquote, but I'd rather be, I'd rather par the paranoia than the realization of it all. Right. Mm -hmm. And when you, and sometimes when you realize shit, it's too late, <laughs> like bullying is wrong. Okay, cool. How many, and I'm not saying this in any kind of way, but how many jacked up kids, had to shoot up a school to have people understand that shit before you put in any mm -hmm. anti-bullying laws and shit like that. How many kids had to get beat up? How many kids had to want to be suicidal? How many of these type of things had to happen in order for us to really take it seriously? Mm. Right? Because of course you tell your child, go ahead and fight back. You put your kid in karate, all these different things. But then what ends up happening? Your child then looks like the bully after he beats up the bully, mm -hmm. right? Because now he has to continue to beat people up to continue to prove that he's not this kind of person, right? But then, you know, it took humans, it takes people so long to realize what's bad and what isn't, that something serious has to kick off. And then finally we're like, oh shit, here it is. Yeah, maybe slave, maybe enslaving uh, people for hundreds of years is wrong. <laughs> maybe putting people in black only sections of the world is incorrect. Right. Maybe not letting African-Americans work in the same spots as whites and whites work in the same spots as African-Americans and and uh, maybe not allowing them to marry one another. Maybe all this is wrong. Mm. However, we can't make it illegal. You can think what you want to think. We can say you can't use it in a workplace. Right. Uh -huh. We can say you can't use it on TV. We can say, but you can't, we can't stop you from having your own personal opinion and teaching it in your home. Well, here's the mm -hmm. thing about it. You're right. I can't teach you what to teach, but Germany made something very prevalent. Germany said you can't even teach Nazi Nazism at all. Mm -hmm. It is demolished. You are not going to be teaching that. There's a fine. They're ashamed of what happened. America ain't ashamed of racism. Some of those same groups that, that, that inflicted that pain on our people is still walking around here. Because America doesn't take it serious until something happens. Not that this is a threat of any, of any type, but a lot of times they don't take things serious until shit hits the fan. But and, and even still, when the shit hit the fans with those particular groups, it's always justified in some type of way. They find a way to justify it. Right? Like, I guarantee you, if the Capitol was raided by us, all of us would be been, been, been got indicted by now. 
Dead as hell. Whereas, yeah, or, or even got killed there. Whereas a lot of the, these people ain't even getting charged. No, not at all. They, look, here's the crazy part. The fact that these people will, will forever be immortalized just kind of shows me um, how how much of what we're saying is true here, right? If these people being immortalized is held as, yeah, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, and the law has gone after some of them, and you know a few of them have were, were killed, not saying they all needed to be or whatever the case is, but we can turn around and say, hey, this could happen also to an African-American group of people, right? For hundreds of years, minding their business, right? Mm-hmm. We can use laws to lock them up. We can use laws to kill them. You do all these different things, right? But we can't do that for those people. And th- and now, mind you, this is obviously us going back in history and just kind of looking at things, right, that have happened. Yeah. But this all goes with the fact that things have to get overly serious for th- for people to get it. And it doesn't have to be that way. America for years, excuse me, America for years has known, the world itself has known that racial discrimination is incorrect, right? Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's about preference and people hate when I say this shit. They hate when I say it, they disagree with it because it's what I like to call soft racism. I said preference is soft racism. Racial preference is soft racism, right? He's like, what do you mean? I said, I got you. Check me out. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, let's say I don't like orange people. Let's say orange people have something I don't like about them, like a distinct facial feature or, or something like that. That's mm-hmm. different. That means if I found that same facial feature on a white or a black person, it would still be unacceptable or unattractive. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I just don't like that facial feature. Now, if I were to say I don't like orange people, why? I just don't find orange people attractive. <laughs> so you mean the day that they were born, <laughs> according to they your never theory, had a chance. They had zero chance. Soft racism, right? But then we, but then we say things like, but then we, my bad. And then we say things like, oh, <laughs> that's soft racism. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's preference. So, I'm like, preference? How is that preference? Show me in a world where that's preference. How in the world does that equal preference? Well, I prefer not to date these kind of people. No, it'd be different if you could just accept the fact that it's actually racism. Right? So, so so in your theory, a white person saying, well, I think a white person is better for this position at a job interview would be the same thing as that, right? Same thing. Same exact yeah. thing. Same exact thing. If I look, if I look at you and I determine by your skin color that you are one thing or another, that's a problem. I don't know you. I haven't heard you speak. Nothing. That means as soon as you hit that door, the NFL's having this exact problem right now. As soon as you hit that door, I'm already looking for somebody not like you. Mm-hmm. Before you open your mouth, before you show me your resume, before you prove to me who you are, that mean that means, and I say this to people, all right, cool. So you telling me that you would believe that a rapist is attract is more attractive than uh, a racist of your preference color is better than a non-racist, a non-rapist of another. So if, if you're one of these people that, hey, you know, I'm I'm only attracted to black women. Okay, cool. God bless it. Nothing wrong with that. But <clears throat> if you automatically are discounting the rest of them, right, based off their color, not based yeah. off who they are and what they are. That's soft racism. So, soft. 
So what about the white guys who are only attracted to black women? Are they only attracted to black women? What is their reason for being attracted <laughs> to black women? You know what I mean? Like, like I, it's, that that becomes because then it's like, all right, cool. Yes, that's preference, right? But that's not yeah. racial. It's outside of your race. You know what I mean? So that's really not a racism because I don't think that you hate yourself or hate any unless you do. I mean, that would have to be a part of the, the argument. That would have to be a piece yeah, of it yeah. that's discussed. Or do you not like white women because they're white? And do you only <laughs> like black women because they're black? If that becomes a part of your argument, now we're talking about something different. But if it's just okay, you're attracted to black women. God bless you, brother. Good stuff. I can't I can't tell you you wrong for being attracted to black women. I can't tell you I really can't tell you you wrong for being attracted to whoever you attracted to. Nah. Really? I mean, it is what it is. I'm just I'm just making a point that 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 soft racism that we've been taught. Yeah, I get what you said though, because like if you if I raise my, if I have a daughter and raise up and I say, you know, don't bring no white boy to this house. I don't want no, want you to date no white dude. Like, and I'm putting that in her head. That is racism. And her, but it, it shapes in her mind is preference, right? Right. Because she, she, I, I've groomed her to only like black men, but the initial thought came there from my racism. My experiences have shaped my child's beliefs. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, I, and I said this, I said, look, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with what I like to call caution, like the cautionary thing, right? So if you are a black male and you and your, and your mama's ever told you this, you know you was raised in the household where your mother has seen some stuff. <laughs> Don't you bring no white woman home, right? My mother, I, and I'm not saying my mother has said this, but I've heard this before. And to hear this and to really think about this statement is one of those things where we go, okay, cool. Don't bring a white woman home. And you ask why, and I bet you your mom will give you everything from Emmett Till to uh, everything prior to that as a reason why you shouldn't. Right. Mm -hmm. So that caution is placed in your life because of the things that were experienced by your parents. Right. And because your parents understand society to that degree. Now, I'm not saying that they're right. But what I'm saying is that is understood whenever it comes out. I That's a little more understandable where that mind frame comes from. But I do feel like if you're a part of the more preferenced uh, side of things or privileged side of things when it comes down to society, i.e. white men, or white society, that's a little different. Your preference against black people becomes what? What cautionary tale do you have against blacks? Mm. Show me the cautionary tale of the white Emmett Till. Show, show it to me. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I mean, for the purposes of what we're speaking of, mm -hmm. that doesn't exist. Now, I know this is probably not going to get monetize for YouTube so mm -hmm. fucking well good times good stuff <laughs> but reality check people right Pre that type of preference is that's what I said, that type of preference kind of does steep itself and right it's uh, I call it soft racism but in racism it really has a racist back back now are you a racist person 
probably not. You probably don't care who you go to school with or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You probably got five or six Asian friends even, right? Or white friends or black friends or orange friends. But if you can count how many people of a certain color that you keep on your roster, you might want to look at yourself. (laughs) Now, I know for black folks, we say this all the time. That's some white people shit. Because there are some indeed white people shit. (laughs) There's some indeed, that's some nigga shit. There's some indeed black nigga. There's black people shit and there's nigga shit. Niggas are not black people and black people ain't niggas. Well, they don't know that outside the culture though. Oh, culture shock. Welcome to the conversation, ladies. Outside the culture, everybody just niggas. All of us ignorant, all of us loud. None of us can articulate what we want to say. All of us angry. I've met all of us are hostile. I've met more, I've met more, no offense to white folks. I've met more white niggas in my, in my, in, in, the, past, <laughs> in the past three years than I met black niggas. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And we're not using nigga to, nigga to, to describe a person that's black or a person that's of African descent. We're using the word nigga based off what it actually is. I've seen a whole lot. I know, I don't know, I know people probably watching this like, man, damn, this conversation took a whole different turn. You damn right, nigga. Because look, man, this is crazy. I'm tired of ha- it, look. I'm tired of having this conversation. Okay, I'm tired of having this convo. I, I know it, it is. It isn't even something that's even normally talked about like that. But we're going to talk about it the way we're talking about it because our experiences have shaped this. Have, have shaped the things, the conversation that we're having. Right. If you've been told, don't you bring a white girl home? This conversation is for you. If you've been, if you've been told, you're cute for a black man. My girlfriend legit was picking up pizza the other day and somebody looked at her and said, you pretty for a black girl. Oh, man. I'm on the phone with her when it happens. I said, uh, you want me to hang you, up? You know how many times I'd have been in the meeting and they, you speak very well. Crazy. Like, right? I didn't learn English in the same school system that you did. Like... What's I was born. Up? <laughs> I was born in 1989. I'm 30. I'm 30. About to be 33 years old. If you are 33 years old and you're racist, you're an idiot. You're part of my language. You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot because you went to school with people who look opposite of you that were smarter than you. You know, as smart, dumb, motivated, more motivated. You you've seen it all, so you choosing mm-hmm. to be like that. You're not conditioned to believe that because you ain't never been around and you've been around them your whole life. Mm-hmm. Even if you're from the black inner city or the white, the whitest white, whatever community that you might be a part of, you have experienced the opposite race at one point or another of your life. And if you haven't experienced them, you've seen people, you've seen presidents come in of a different color. You've seen mm-hmm. CEOs come in of a different color. You've seen, um, people who write books coming of a different color. You've seen athletes of a different color. You've seen all of us. So you can't, so I'm not going to sit up here and look at a white dude, but man, a white dude can't ball for real. Shout out Cup. <laughs> man, Cooper Cup is probably the only white receiver that I can name that's legitimately a number one white, re- or number one receiver. But that clearly changed Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I mean, but even back in time though, Tony Gonzalez was, Hispanic, you know, that's that's different though. That's, that's it, totally it is, it is, but in football, 
that's it was something back then. Oh yeah, it was different. It's totally different. Yeah, for sure. Like he should have. Like, he he he. Now, if he was playing defense, this is not a conversation. Nah, not but at all. We the tight end that he was. Come on now. Oh, fire for sure. For sure. <laughs> like, not, like without question. So, like when, when we think of things like like for example, and I'm pretty sure the other side, by the other side, I mean white individuals probably look at Michael Vick, uh, Randall Randall Cunningham, uh, Warren Moon. Uh, you know, all these different black athletes, uh, Doug Williams and all these other guys as holy shit, these black dudes can ball, right? These black dudes can play the sport. We look at it like that, right? We look and say, oh, damn, that black dude can throw the ball. I've never heard anyone say, you throw the ball pretty good for a black guy. <laughs> now, how the hell is a black guy supposed to throw the ball? <laughs> like, but like, it, it, like that's like come on now come on people now when i hear it and, and i'll be honest the the younger the younger crew doesn't say stupid shit like that yeah yeah the, the, this younger generation i feel like they get it racial when when it comes down to racially integrating and things like that because it's just so passe for them now mm-hmm. white kids saying the n-word you know shit like that's happening you can be who you who you want to be in today's world yeah, it doesn't necessarily it don't matter. Bad. Yeah, it don't matter who. <laughs> don't matter who. For sure. So, yeah, I'm not even gonna knock them on that. But that is what it is, man. That was that's pretty much all we was cooking on for show, for show for the day, though. But uh, Kush, what you got planned on for the rest of the day? Oh man, not that much. Nothing. Lay around. Sunday got to this, 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 this. You make me get up and work every Sunday, but you know. But other than that, Sunday is my, I reset. I don't do nothing. Hey, it's worth it. You know, you wake up in the morning, you start a little. You know, you start a little conversation. You get to go on chill, do what you do. See, I, that's what I'm on. Like right now, like I'm gonna go wake my girlfriend up. All right, uh, you know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm by myself. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't no. got nothing going. Ain't no wrong with little girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying little girlfriend acts keep you know keep you alive sometimes. I said this the other day. All right, the difference between a girl, I, I prefer a girlfriend over a wife. Any day. Any day. Why? Cause you get up and leave when you're ready. Not only that, um, a girlfriend for whatever reason seems a little more motivated than a wife. When you think about it, like, but that's a whole yeah. other conversation, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's like the the underground shit. On when when the rapper's still underground, that's the hardest shit. Once he done got what he done worked for, you get a little lazy. Yeah. I'm about to make two. I'm about to make two or three songs. And we just throw four songs together and you know, hopefully they hit if they don't oh well. When I was mixtape shouting, nigga, I had 22 songs of five, but right now I ain't (laughs) even got it in me. Yeah. So yeah, having a girlfriend cool and all that. So shout out to all the girlfriends and the wives out there. And even the husbands. And boyfriends or whatever else y'all got going on. You know, it's 2022. People do different shit. So, but other than that, man, I ain't got nothing planned. But as always, look, it's Ivy Knows Best. Even when I don't, I do. All right. Happy Black History Month still to this day. Every day is Black History Month for me. But, you know, just in the spirit of February. Other than that, y'all take it easy. Holla at us. Go Joe Burrow.